Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves. How are you today? I am doing well. I'm actually batch recording, so I'm recording this right after the last episode I just recorded. So I feel like I've already caught you guys up on how I am, (laughs) even though it's been at least a week, if not more for you. But I am doing well. I am having a lovely Sunday with my dog. I mentioned that I have blood sugar problems in my last episode. And so I have been a bit tired today and I'm having some interesting experiences dealing with that, sitting with that, as I've talked about, sitting with that in my body, like I talked about in the last episode. It's actually been very helpful to me because, you know, I was practicing exhaustion, something that I've always struggled with. I've talked about that before, but I was like, okay, so I've talked about this at times. And someone's like, what if the thought is a fact? It may be a fact that I'm exhausted. I feel like some people would still debate that and be like, oh, no, Lisa, not until you've experienced this. (laughs) But I could see someone saying, no, I physically feel very exhausted. That's true. What is the thought work there? For me, when I was having that feeling, it wasn't just I'm exhausted. It was like, I'm so exhausted. I can't do this. I can't function. I want to lay down in the middle of the floor and not move. I feel like I'm dying. And those were all the part that were thoughts, right? That were not serving me because that definitely wasn't going to help (laughs) me feel any better. I'm picturing a, a turtle just being on its back and just can't get up can't flip over. So I was like, okay, well, let's sit with this and actually look at it instead of all those thoughts as sensations in the body. And yes, it was helpful. It was helpful even in that situation where someone might say, no, it was a fact that you were tired. Instead of, I I feel like I can't go on. I feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world and I just need to stop moving and just lay down and give up. Instead, I, I sat there. I was like, what does this actually feel like? And I was like, oh, it feels like somebody made me a Snuggie out of a weighted blanket. And I walked around in it all day. And then underneath that, I've got these tingly, agitated feeling just under that heavy layer coursing through my body. The feeling kind of like on edge, ready to pounce or run or flee from that danger. So I was just looking at it in my body and then, of course, picturing myself almost try as if someone was trying to calm their anxiety with a weighted Snuggie. <laughs> but it was really just making them feel tired and heavy. And that was a bit amusing to me, but it also allowed me, like I said, to step out of those thoughts in my head where my brain was being dramatic and making it the end of the world which it just wanted me to rest, right? It was like, something's not right in the body. Let's rest, whatever I have to tell her to get her to rest. But it was helpful. It actually felt less painful. It was also helpful in communicating with others. You know, I had tried to explain the exhaustion to my partner and he didn't understand when I was just like, my whole body hurts, it just hurts. He was like, yeah, that happens, you know? You get tired, especially if you if you exercise, if you lift weights and stuff, your body gets broken down. It feels tired. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> and so that helped explain more what I was actually physically feeling in my body instead of 
just my stories and my dramatizations of it, which of course he was not interested, <laughs> was not interested in hearing that I needed to lay down in the floor and not move. And I felt like I had been beaten with sticks. But anyways, that's been actually helpful. And it's still a process, right? Because when that comes on, I still, <laughs> my first reaction is still like, lay down, lay down in the floor and don't move. But sitting with that and thinking of it just as physical sensations in the body, and you have to look because a lot of times when I'm asking clients, like, what does that feel like? What does it feel like in your body? You will still get a lot of thoughts. And it's like, it seems like that was a feeling in my body. It's like, no, rage, things like rage, bullying in your body is not, not quite getting there, right? You really want to say that maybe your face feels hot, your blood feels warm, things like that. But my whole body hurts. I feel like I've been hit by sticks. It sounds like it, right? But it's just moving closer towards making a body sensation. There's still a lot of story, right? A lot of extra going on there that is not helpful for me because if I'm (laughs) thinking about how I feel like I've been beaten with sticks, that's going to make me feel bad. It's not going to make me feel better or be able to you know, step out of the extra thoughts. So that's been fun. But what I wanted to share with you today and that I'm super excited to share is I had a woo session. <laughs> I don't know, many of you may not know what I mean by woo. And that's because there really is, woo is a thought. So that means a lot of different things to different people. But essentially, it's generally things that people believe have no scientific consensus behind them, no scientific support. Some people might think magic. Some people might think spiritual. You know, that's just a good point there that it's all different what people would define as woo. (laughs) But for me, I generally mean like things that don't have a, a scientific consensus behind them. I speak a lot about science on the podcast and with my clients. And for me, what I'm doing there is helping people see where I am on the continuum because a lot of people think that there's like health and medicine on one side of self-care and taking care of yourself. And at some point you have on that spectrum personal development and that portion of your health. And then they think at some point that gets into having to have this existential connection to something and being spacey or woo-woo or believing in things that they don't necessarily think or believe in. So they think it's kind of frivolous and frou-frou, like magic or fairy tales. Where woo begins on that spectrum is different, probably, for most people's definitions. But I'm sure we could lay out some scientific consensus on that. And even that would change over time as we learn and grow. But when I say, you know, and talk about science, I'm just trying to let people know where that stands. Even some people, if they hear about believing in yourself, they're like, oh, you don't need that self-help crap. To them, that's woo. That's why I would say, no, this, what I'm talking is not just about believing in yourself. It's like scientific ways to program those beliefs in and that confidence in because we know that those things will change your life, right? Confidence, less anxiety, to make it clear that it's not just like, you know, a talisman or something to help you believe in yourself, but something that has been based on science and principles that have scientific backing. Doesn't mean that I'm against any of those other things personally. If you're not saying that it's scientifically proven, just that it helps if someone believes that it helps and so it does help them, you know, placebo 
is a thing, a very powerful thing in a lot of cases. There is science that proves that. As long as you're not hurting anybody and you're presenting it helpful, you're not presenting it as something that it's not. I have no problem with any of it. I know there are sometimes when people try to sell something as scientific and then that that can be frustrating. And so people will get <laughs> tense and get in debates about things. But for me, I know that I lean more towards the science and if it doesn't have that backing, I'm usually not into it. And I say that in the health medicine and personal development areas, I am like a religious slash spiritual person. So I know a lot of people would say, well, that's complete woo. That's not real. That's, that's fine. That's their thought. And I have my thoughts and we are all entitled to have our thoughts. I'm very open, I guess is what I'm trying to say. As, as long as it's not being misrepresented, it doesn't bother me at all. So I have a coach that I know that I've met very early on at really the very beginning of when I was coaching and she, I think she was new to it or at least new to the area that we met in because she works in a lot of different areas. In fact, her name is Amanda and she was the first episode of Vibrant Life Allies. So you can check that out and I'll try to get some link to connect with her for the show notes as well. So Amanda and I have known each other for quite a while and she's a coach, but She's also into like Reiki and energy healing and crystals. And I don't know a lot about all of that. I know some of it I've talked about with her and things before. And, and there are parts of it that I'm like, okay, for me, that's woo. I don't know any scientific support of it. I guess like for an example, for me, like crystals. I don't know of any scientific support that a particular crystal will affect a human in any way. I do think if I have this crystal or gem or something, and maybe I have a necklace or whatever, and if I think this means peace, and every time I see it, every time I touch it, every time I feel it on me, I think of peace. I do believe that that's part of the science, right? You're training your brain to look for that. And you're reminding it, peace, peace, there's peace here. I can see actually how there would be at least a correlation there. I just don't know that just if you didn't know anything about it and they just, your eyes were closed and they put a necklace on you if it would do the change. I don't know of any science that supports that. So for me, I could see how that would work. I could see how you would use it. I think it's woo. That's just my thought. No need to get upset if you're totally into that and you're listening. If it's working for you, I'm all for it. Do it. But she's into all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she's done like some card readings. I don't know if they're all even considered tarot cards. There's like tarot cards. I think there's angel cards and apparently there's other kind of cards. And I support her. She's supported things that I've done. So I've like watched some of the lives and hey, pull a card for me. And I think it's interesting. They're obviously written in ways that there's helpful information there. So I was going through something and I was just like, you know, I'm going to I'm going to have fun. I'm going to find different ways to look at this and think about this. I'm going to reach out to Amanda and I'm going to get my cards read. I have no, you know, like I said, I have no scientific evidence for any of that. It's not something that I really believe in or seek out. I know a lot of people, a lot of coaches that I know are really into it. That's fine. But I just thought this will be fun. And I was like, there's going to be something. She knows how to talk to people and, and connect with people. And the information that I usually see in these things, there's going to be something there that I'm just going to learn. So I was like, this will be fun. It'll be a fun way to think about what I've been noodling around on for a while at the very least. So I had this session with her and 
it was beyond what I, you know, like I said, I thought I would have like some general takeaways from just generalized information, but it was actually surprising how amazing it was. I just thought it would be fun and that I might get a takeaway or two, but super amazing. And I really enjoyed it. I say all that as a very long intro into this just huge takeaway that I had personally. And it's interesting to me because a lot of several episodes, but definitely a couple of the last few episodes that I have done, I talked about specific areas because I had talked about it generally before where the thing that we think that we don't have in our lives that we need someone else to give us are things that we want to be given and can give ourselves. And we are often struggling and looking for it from the outside. And because we're not giving it to ourselves to start with, we wouldn't even be able to see it. We've talked about feeling heard, feeling, you know, listened to, seen, feeling appreciated, how often I've seen that and helped people work on that, you know, especially like just take, for example, being appreciated. There are so many people that just, they're like, oh, I want so bad for my husband, my kids or whoever to appreciate me. And then when you dig in, you'll find times where appreciation has been expressed to them by those people and they nullified it. Like they don't really mean it or, well, I was just doing, like, why would I even be appreciated for that? So when it happens, it doesn't even count because you're not meeting that need for yourself. You're not believing yourself that you're not appreciating yourself. You're not worth appreciation, you know, and if you're not believing it, if someone else validates it, it might make you feel good for a moment, but it's not going to stick. And so I've talked about that a lot in ways even that I've applied in my own life, which, you know, wanting to be appreciated at work and as a hard worker was one of them that I had talked about. But as I was talking with Amanda and we were talking about these different situations that I had been in in my life where I felt like this person or different people has been different people in my life. If they could just see that they were unconditionally loved, that it would just change their lives, that the insecurity, the anxiety, the addictions, the spin different combinations of struggles for different people that I've experienced this with. If I could just get them to see that they can do good, they can do bad. It doesn't matter what they do, what they achieve, what outside thing they're looking for. They are unconditionally loved already. When they do something bad, love them. Do something good, love them. If they can see that, it will change their lives. It will free them up and they will realize that they don't have to have any of these things, that they're loved, they have value, and anything else is just extra. If you want to achieve it, achieve it. If you don't, who cares? You don't, you don't need it. It doesn't say anything about you. And would so passionately believe that these particular people didn't have that in their lives. And if I could just show that to them, that it would just change everything. And I said that to her and we were talking about things like people needing the things that they see in other people and things like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I need. Like I've grown so much in in loving myself and in my self-compassion. Obviously, I'm able to help other people grow in it as well. So I've learned a lot, but the unconditional part was not there, especially with the upbringing that I've had. Not that there's anything wrong with the way I, I was brought up, but I was raised in a, a religious house and then also, you know, just really connected to 
the rules and the guilt and all that portion of it that I was being taught just always have really struggled with guilt and with feeling bad and not good enough on like a moral level. And so definitely would want to judge and beat myself up and just not love myself if I did anything that I thought was bad or wrong, even though I know and learned and been taught in those same circles, right, that those things were human. That's why we need forgiveness (laughs) because we do those things. But the minute I explained really what it was that I wished I could do for those people and how it was a struggle because it never works in those situations. They don't see it. You're not able to just show them by your sacrifice and persistence. That doesn't work. That's why I'm teaching you guys, right? That if you're not doing it for yourself, if you're not believing it yourself, someone else can't do it for you. I know that because of these instances where I've been willing to jump through any hoop or any hurdle or do anything to display this for people because I didn't think they had it in their lives. And I'm like, they just need to see it and it'll just change everything. And so I realized that was the next step for me is like just beyond the little bit of acceptance and compassion that I was doing here and there was to actually show myself unconditional love and not base how I felt about myself or my love for myself on how good or bad I thought I was at that time, right? Because it's going to change anyways, what you think of your actions at any given time and cumulatively, and there's all kinds of judgments that could be passed there. So that was what I got from that session. And that has nothing to do with believing that she or the energy or the cards or whatever, I don't even know the teachings behind it, were doing something. But that conversation and what we talked about and that led me to see that that was something that I needed in my life from myself. A need that I had that I could meet was to love myself unconditionally. Because then I can have all the benefits of it and not need someone else to do it. Not need someone else to come in and demonstrate it for me and change my life because I'm already doing it. And then that means I don't need to be validated as good enough and lovable on any level because I'm already working on doing that unconditionally. So that's a huge thing, I think, for any of us. There's a lot of episodes that can teach you tools and pieces to that, but I I hope that that's something that you will join me in working on is to love yourself unconditionally, not base it on I'm having a good day, I'm having a bad day, or I've done a good thing, I've done a bad thing, but just you know, loving and accepting yourself as you are and being able to let go of the judgment and just love because you know that's a being there that's of value and worthy of love regardless of those things. And I know that that's true because I have (laughs) been able to feel that for people who weren't me. And if I really started thinking about it, I'm like, whoa, I let them get away with a lot of stuff that (laughs) I would beat myself up for. So why would I think that I don't deserve love in my situations where I think I'm not at my best if I would be willing to do that for other people. So turn that in. And I challenge you to turn it in towards yourself as, you know, love and acceptance, but also look to the aspects of that of gratitude. Have you really thanked yourself 
for the good things that you do and that you try to do for yourself. You know, you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're following some coaches. You're reading books. You're doing things. You've tried different things to take care of yourself. Whether you think that that is reaching whatever levels to be successful or not, that's that's neither here nor there. You have done things that are good for you. Be grateful and thankful to yourself for those things that you've done. Allow yourself to give and receive your own gratitude for those things. And then on that opposite side then of that, forgiveness. Allow yourself to forgive yourself for things that you think that you've done that weren't beneficial for you, right? Allow yourself to see the mistakes and struggles and and be like, hey, that's part of life and I forgive you. You did the best you could at the time and allow yourself to have that love and forgiveness for your own past or for your own mistakes that you would to anyone that you loved and open yourself up to having that kind of relationship with yourself and whether you're connecting to that through daily journaling, daily thought work, maybe a little quick meditation, you know, where you go through, I love myself unconditionally. I'm grateful to myself for doing these things. I forgive myself for anything that I've held against myself. Be able to look at yourself with love and gratitude and forgiveness and start working on that because that's a powerful foundation for any other work you might want to do or any situation that you might come up against. If you had those tools and that foundation already in place, it's going to be easier for you because you already have that part covered. Most of us, we all come to this and we're we're trying to hit all these pieces at different times and then at the same time. And it's, it's a lot going on, which is probably why I've been in this for years and that revelation still hit me recently so solidly on that particular topic. And it's a new level for me and I'm excited about it. So I hope that, like I said, that you'll join me too in showing yourself unconditional love as well as gratitude and forgiveness. And if you'd like help doing that or managing anxiety, increasing confidence, kind of things that I coach on, please feel free to set up that free consultation and we'll talk about how we can work together and and get you to where you'd like to be. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that you will show yourself the love and gratitude and forgiveness that you deserve. Have a great day.